Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It is December 13th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Mark Joseph. Derek is off buying things. <laughs> he's in, I don't know, Wisconsin, I think it is. To, at a, at a, one of the dealers he's used from Arizona, but he went over there this time. So anyway, so he flew in yesterday, and he's there now, and he will fly out tomorrow. And it was, he sent me a picture of some, I was just telling Walt, he sent me some pic, a picture that I probably may get in my email to be able to put it up, but it's nothing. It's, it's basically a large area of what they're calling Colombian Shungite, elite, 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 yeah, elite Colombian Shungite, I think it is. And um, the only place you get Shungite is <clears throat> next to the town called Shunga in Karelia, Russia. So what this stuff is, the only thing he said is that they said it came from Brazil slash Colombia, um, which doesn't make any sense to me. Those are two nations that are not exactly. I mean, if you got the got it from Brazil, you got it from Brazil. You got it from Colombia. Yeah, I mean, what, what the heck is this about? But anyway, I don't know what it is. But it looks like elite Shungite. But um, that will be interesting. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, welcome, Walt. Welcome, Mark. Mark, how are you doing? Because I spent quite a lot long, well, an hour yesterday with him uh, doing a radio show, Radio 5G, tomorrow. It is, uh, I think it turned out to be a good one. Um, how are you, Mark? Hey, Nancy. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about the uh, Brunson case uh, regarding to the people in D.C. I mean, D.C. is 5G city, the smart grid, but... Uh, yeah, it's a different show, and um, something worth worth uh, considering and hearing. But yeah, I hear, I hear you about Colombian Shunga. You think it's only in one place? It must be a, a special uh, spicier or something, right? <laughs> Extra kick to it. Uh, Latin flavor. <laughs> I, I don't know. It gives you your high, nice high. <laughs> yeah. Comes from the mountains. Well, it, it's white. It looks like sugar. It's not black. <laughs> I mean, there, there. Are, when I was actively buying and selling minerals back in the '90s, even back then, you were. They were coming up with over 200 different minerals that they'd find in different places. Uh, one of them that was. Uh, well, let me, let me, let me because this is so, so strange. Okay, so there was a. In North Carolina, there was a, one of the original buildings. Building it was a little house type of thing, and 
they would build these uh, cellars so that they could put, it, like, refrigeration type of thing. Well, all that was left was really the rock foundation, and it was just rocks piled on top of each other. There wasn't any cement or any of that sort of thing. But in between these rocks grew this... Uh, it's it's like the base is black, but there are all these tiny little crystals on it that may be calcite. I don't think they're uh, silicon. And it was the only place that anybody had ever found this stuff, just growing there on top of the, in, in between the rocks. You know, I mean, there was nothing that anybody could kind of like get their head wrapped around as to why. How did it grow? And that was, you know, basically before the Internet. And then the other really, really bizarre one was in Poland. They had a factory that processed zinc. And the factory closed down. They were dismantling the equipment. And inside the equipment was all of this stuff that became called um, zincite. And I actually have a piece sitting right there. And it, again, looks like... It, it looks like a quartz in its structure, and but the coloring is like reds and yellows and browns. Uh, not very big. Some of these were, were well, the, the little one I just talked about, those were tiny little crystals. But the, in this case, I think that the one I've got is probably, oh, I would say at least it would have been, because it did get, it's broken. It's broken off of something else. But the piece I've got was probably at least an inch and a half, maybe a quarter. But, you know, so it's a sizable piece of crystal, not the tiny ones. So the fact that you might have something that is the same kind of construct as shungite, yeah, it's possible. There's other places. In Kakistan, there's another area in Kakistan that they said they had shungite. But when you do the analysis of it, it has like 1% C60 in parts of the mine, not even anywhere. I mean, you get that stuff, it's not shungite. It's, and it, my understanding is it's actually a mine. You're digging it out of the earth. So it might be the same thing, but we don't know if it's got the C60 in it or not. Because my contention is is that the reason I, I go with the concept that C60, uh, that shungite is a uh, something that came from outer space and, and landed in, in that area, and I think it was still when it was still a half a molten world. You know, so it didn't hit it and make a big crater. It hit it like, you know, you're hitting water type of stuff. And it ended up basically on the top of of the soil. You know, it's, it's just it's sitting there. Yes, it's deep. It goes down to 400 feet. But it's not like a crater. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, so there are places that you, you see this, but the reason I think that Shungite is so unique is that what does a meteorite hit? Because it's so full of C60s. We don't naturally have C60 on the planet unless you've got a meteorite strike. There's a couple of meteorite strikes that you see the, the C60 in it. Um, you, there's a uh, area in, in uh, Colorado, I think, where the soil was hit with uh, a lightning strike and C60 was created during that event.
but in minuscule compared to what you get with Shungite. So it'll be interesting to see. He's going to buy some. I know he is. And um, I don't know if that electronic microscope thingy he has can actually get down to see the C60s. I don't know how that works. Beyond my, beyond my pay grade. <laughs> so can, can well, you, even, well, you would even tunneling, like, even tunneling electron microscope, you would get a, if he can afford an, uh, an electron tunneling microscope, then he might be able to get a visual on the molecule, since the molecule is so ginormous, you know, having 60 atoms, uh, tunneling electron microscopes are capable of that. That's how they were able, remember they were able to photograph um, they, somebody using an electron tunneling microscope arrange, uh, I, I, don't for, I forget which element he used, um, atoms of a particular element on a metallic surface and it put it like a smiley face just by putting together a few atoms together. So I know that you can visualize molecules, but you need an electron telling microscope. If he can get one of those for under a quarter of a million dollars, then he's all set. <laughs> <laughs> because those things are expensive. <laughs> so unless we can't prove that it's got C60s in it, we can't completely dismiss it. But I dismiss it because I, I no shungite. That's the only thing I'm sure of. <laughs> now, well, with, you can't. Yeah, I mean, you can dress it with with any clothing you want, but you can't lie it to the energy. And if if you're an energy sensitive and you can, or a dowser, uh, you, you can definitely feel and, and ask questions about it, and you can and you can get an answer. So you you will know that it's. It's uh, true or not, or it, if it is what they're claiming it is. Well, Walt, I've got somebody that's energy sensitive, works with Shungite, and he's got the stuff in front of him, so I'll ask him. Okay. I'm going to ask him. Derek, does it feel like Shungite? Question mark. <laughs> and what it said is, Derek, does it feel like showing go? <laughs> What does that what does that mean showing that go? that spell correct thing that they do oh okay you know it's like no I didn't say that and the thing of it is is that very often it will come up with shungite yeah there it is as an option so why don't you put shungite in when I tell you shungite it's not show go <laughs> are you are you dictating to the phone I'm talking to the phone oh okay. <laughs> hey it talks back to me. I'll never, I'll never forget this. I was trying to look up something on Siri, you know. I just got in the phone, whatever, you know. And the, I asked the question, and what she came back with was just absolutely ridiculously lame. And Maybe I, you have an accent she doesn't recognize. <laughs> I said something. Well, I think I said that's just and said a, a bad word, and the voice comes back on Siri and says. That's not a nice thing to say. I was like, ah, I've never used it since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, anyway, hey, um, Mark, did you ever get the, uh, the floral uh, samples that Derek sent you? Yeah, yeah, I messaged him oh, about you did. it. The sprays, you mean? Yeah, what would you think? 
Oh, I'm still going through uh, some of the other stuff he, he sent because uh, last week was so crazy with, with work. So, um, yeah, I'm still going through that. <laughs> I, I haven't really um, tried them out yet. <laughs> he well, sent a bunch of stuff. It, it, it's so. uh, I, my... Well, I like this. I really like the cedar. Now, we're talking about this thing they call hydrosol. Hydrosol? Shungite uh, water. Shungite water. Well, it's 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 a process. He distills the different things like cedar. He had cedar branches. He distills that, so that gets into the water that's been super purified, and you can use it for smudging. I mean, that's it's not for drinking. It's for smudging, and that eliminates any chance of you breathing in something from the smoke and blah blah blah. So, um, and so, but when I first used it, I automatically hit the first spray and then was in the process of hitting it again when I realized just that first spray mark the molecules of water in the in the air just went and picked up the vibration it was like the whole room with one spray started to to vibrate um, that I was using that when I was using sage um, and there's also uh, Palo Santo and he's got rose and lilac, but the rose and lilac, I'm just not drawn to. The others I am. So, I, I, and I, I didn't use it today, but I used it yesterday. And <laughs> the, I've got these, this family out there, a mom and three babies, and there's two girls and one boy. I kind of think the boy's getting a little psychotic because he's been locked up with these women. <laughs> and, and he goes a little nuts every once in a while and starts picking on them, and then they scream bloody murder. My heart stops. <laughs> why, 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 who's getting killed, you know? And I run out there, and most of the time, I mean, when, I first, when he was first doing it, he'd have me so upset I'd be yelling at him. And I said, this isn't doing any good. So he knows that when he does this, I'm going to go out and tell him that he's not being a good boy, but I love him anyway, and blah, blah, blah. So this time I said, hmm. And I went and got the uh, Palo Santos. Santo. What is it? Hollywood. Call it what it is. Hollywood. 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 It's Palo Santo in English and Spanish. <laughs> okay. In English. <laughs> and I didn't realize I hadn't I hadn't actually used the sprayer on this, so I didn't realize that it wasn't going to do a mist spray. <laughs> it shot out a bead of this stuff. I think it was six feet away. Almost hit him. <laughs> right. And it, you know, it's like, what you're doing? It spooked him. He jumped. But all of a sudden, the two girls, Mama and, uh, and Willow, they, like, looked at it. And they were so drawn to it, it was amazing. I mean, I had actually, I actually sprayed a couple of other places in, in their uh, catio. And I wasn't thinking about it. But they, were, they went right up to it. I said, oh, my God, are they going <laughs> to drink it or, or lap it up or whatever? No, they're just sniffing it. And looking at it, and it was like, whoa, but I tell you, he's been mellow since. So uh, there might be another purpose for this stuff. <laughs> Your kid is crying, just put a little bit of this stuff in the air and see if it doesn't make a difference. Who knows? We've got to test these things to find out, you know, the full implications of them. But, um, yeah, Mark, play with them. 
Yeah, there's like four different kinds on his site, right? And then you've... There's, the, mean, there's the five. The cedar, the sage, five. the Hollywood, <laughs> and the uh, rose and the lilac. It's all foundationalized, starting with Shungite water, and then he goes through this process. People can read at mysticalwares.com, right? As far as yeah, the, the details yeah. of all those types. Yeah. He's actually had um, a class, I think it was last week, Saturday, where he um, had the stills going and, you know, people were working with his stuff and I guess it was very successful. But he's absolutely right about the, you know, the fact that we've got water vapor around us all the time. Humidity, that's what it is. So... To, to understand that, that water is so easily charged with things, it really sets a stage for being able to control in a in a, in a better way. I mean, you know, you come into a room and somebody says, I've got to sage this room. My God, it's awful, you know, and they're putting smoke out and stuff. You go into the room, you go, oh, my God, and you just gently make a spray and boom. You've changed it. Nobody's smelling it. Nobody's breathing in smoke. And I mean, it's like the secret weapon <laughs> to change the environment. So anyway, so yeah, I, I always wondered, like with with sage, you know, saging a room. What if you combine that with shungite or S four powder or something like that? Now you can you can. Um, I mean, when it, when he when he comes back, he can explain more about that or. Uh, I don't know if Walt has, or, or you, Nancy, uh, previous experience with um, sage and shungite combination, maybe? Well, the problem with, <clears throat> excuse me, the problem with the sage and shungite is that, if, you remember when he put it in the candles, the powder in the candles, and then oh, as right, the candle yeah. was burning, you'd get sparks of shungite coming off of it, remember? Yeah, but he... There was one, a little one he did, and it, it didn't burn too well, but um, it, it was like with the beeswax, I think. Well, I just, I, I just really don't know. I mean, if you started, like I say, I have the, as a matter of fact, I've still got it here someplace because I never burnt it down all the way, but the, <laughs> I get these sparks coming off of it. So if you're burning it hot enough to, to get the sage to really smolder, I don't know, he, We'll ask him. We'll have him make some. <laughs> Why don't you make this up so we can see what it does? <laughs> or, Walt, you could probably do the same thing. Are you into candle making? <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> well, well, the thing is that I, I don't bother with a physical shungite because knowing that I can project shungite with a magnetic field, part of the magnetic field, I just need to put it in proximity, and that's it. Uh, it's like... Uh, the Shanghai spirit spiral, uh, you, you're getting the same energy as the Shanghai without the, the chemical uh, material contact with Shanghai. You're just making use of the energy. It's like the stickers. The stickers get let you have access to the Shanghai energy field without having to physically touch the Shanghai. So it's, uh, I guess it's a, a preference that you if you want to work with just the energy or the whole thing the material plus the energy i guess yeah 
I don't know either because I got so much shungite over here. When I was <laughs> was cleaning up the back room and I came across this box of shungite, which I knew was there. But then when I really looked at it, I realized it was the big bricks. They were like three to five pound bricks. So I have this other nice little pile of shungite that I put out front with the first pile of shungite. I got these piles of shungite. I mean, I'm talking, I think I've got a quarter of a ton of shungite in these big bricks on the property, which is pretty cool. So I got shungite all over the place, never mind the devices that you've sent me and, and the ones out in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a special place we live in. So, what do you guys want to talk about? Mark, you got something? Yeah, I had my list here. I was, I was refining as you're, you're mentioning some stuff. Uh, so did, I, did Alex Collier say anything interesting? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to find that list. <laughs> oh, uh, well, that's you, a separate list. Okay. Wow. No, I, I still got to finish the week before, um, like in a separate <laughs> tab. But he always has good stuff to, to bring up. So, oh, where is that? So, okay, I, I can start with this one. So, um, what was it? Oh, I, I like his term of genetic royalty. Like, we're in this, this avatar, and that movie is actually coming out, the sequel, um, Thursday night. Uh, my my friend, my uh, uh, Latin social tango friend was inviting me to to go. I was like, ah, I got too much stuff going on right now. Um, I'll obviously watch it and then comment it. Um, it's called The Way of Water as like the the second title to it. So, and what's actually interesting with Avatar is if you watch the preview, um, they they have this. It's like half a second, like a half a circle of a. Uh, it's technically a stargate. And you compare it with with different um, images of actual Stargate. It looks like like three half a circles put together. Um, maybe I can throw an image later in the chat. But uh, yeah, he was saying that 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 um, with all of the with genetic manipulation, you know, GMOing humans, that as we're moving towards discovering who we are, that we're genetic royalty. Ultimately, um, but uh, I gotta find that list where I put. Do you? But, uh, why, why does he go there? Because I went there. Do you remember? Do you remember um, the American Kabuka? Kabuki. Kabuki. You remember him, uh, Ter Terran? Oh yeah, I do. He he had like a blog or something, right? Right. For a while. And he, yeah, he came on uh, the Cosmic Reality Show years ago. And while he was on, I asked him about this. I said, I said, I said, I've got this, this, this concept, you know, like, a, to me it was a download, but I didn't know how to deal with him because I'm just meeting him. I said, I've got this idea, this concept, that all we, all we, when we start to look at history and you go back for millennia, you've been having these Star Wars. They're always fighting, always fighting. Somebody's off killing, blowing up planets. I mean, it's, it's, it's apparently a real situation that we find ourselves in. So I said to him, I said, could it be that we've got the creator consciousnesses of the planets, i.e. Gaia, i.e. from... I know they call Gaia uh, Terran. When we were back in 15, I think it was, we were communicating with the, the planet Mars and... 
Mars was calling herself Terra. And so I don't know, but we, we were talking about creator, creator consciousness that create the planets. And I said, if I was a planet, <laughs> the creator consciousness, and every time anybody shows up, they're fighting and blowing me up and doing all sorts of bad things to me. I'd probably get together with the other creator consciousness and say, we got to put an end to this. And my feeling was, is that this genetic mani manipulation that we go through is actually an attempt to create an environment that they, you know, as above, so below, they actually did here in the, the uh, world. Because in Indonesia, you had a bunch of royal families, you know, offshoots of the families and everything, but they were always bickering and arguing. So what they decided to do was to make sure that they were, their genetics was inbreeding. So, I mean, well, I guess it is inbreeding, but, you know, okay, let's uh, get this tribe to marry in with this tribe and this tribe and this tribe. And they finally came with what they called Mr. X, I think it was. This is a long time ago, so I'm a little fuzzy. But it, it's this one person that had all the genetics of the families in, in him. And he became the, I don't think he was called the king. Maybe he was. But he became the head honcho of the Indonesian group of people. And so it makes sense to me that okay, everybody's fighting because you don't have the same genetics and you don't have the same genetics. Well, what if you all meet somebody that's got all the genetics? That in that cre creation is all of your bloodlines. Everything is there. That would be the and let's call them humans. So they, so they go about creating a human being that's got all the bloodlines in them and so they're the perfect uh, arbitrator because, well, you can't be mad at me because I'm you too and you too, you know. So I, I said that to him. And <laughs> he went absolutely, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, okay, what? And he said, no. He said, this, he said you don't understand. Because he communicates with ETs was, was what he was doing. And he said, you don't understand. They keep referring to or a and, and, and acting towards human beings as if we're royalty. And he said, what you just said to me makes so much sense. They know that in the scheme of the cosmic reality, human beings have all of the royal blood of all of the galactic families. Let's put it that Is way. Is that why there were humans who were targeted for control? Absolutely. Mm. It answers a lot of questions. And, um, I, you know, I, I haven't seen anything, Walt, that makes me think that couldn't have happened. And there's just more and more information regarding the manipulation well, at genetics. We have, well, that we have even evidence of that manipulation in, in our present times, because if he is to be believed uh, about, you know, not 100% of what he says, but maybe a lot of what he says, uh, if we go to the uh, presentations by uh, Simon Parks, for example, he talks about how there are human-alien hybrids because they are, the greys at some 
point in their past, they got rid of their emotional centers because they thought that they could evolve indefinitely just by mental capacity alone. And they found themselves in an in a evolutionary dead end. They couldn't progress. They couldn't move any further because they were stuck. They had, they had no... They had no notion, no concept of emotional energy and emotional capacity. So they were stuck and they came to Earth and with the help of the military and unfortunately human experiments, they did produce uh, offspring that were half greys and half humans because they, they attempted to get that into their genetic code the uh, the notion of emotional energy and you re and i remember the show where he spoke about that and they had these uh, youngsters i guess they were uh, teens not teenagers but young children and they, and they were half grave half human and they they had a it was difficult to explain things to them because they didn't have a a notion of how things worked so, and um, and they were um, um, he had a chance to interact with so, some which were adults, and it was very difficult to get a, understand things with them. Like for example, the concept of money, they didn't understand why is a ten dollar bill more than a one dollar bill. There were a lot of concepts that they couldn't get a grasp on. So. Uh, the way he, he's, you know, these beings were okay, alive. Okay, by he, you're talking about Alex? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Simon Parks. Oh, Simon Parks. I'm sorry, I lost the trail. Okay, go ahead. So, it's like, yeah, they, they were able to produce these hybrids, but it was like uh, they could not take it uh, one step further to the entire race of the greys to be changed over. It's like... It was a it was a, a valid you know it was a valiant attempt to get emotions back into them into their genetic structure, but somehow it didn't work. It didn't go as far as they wanted. I don't know where they are right now, but that's what they were trying to do. They were actually trying to get emotions back into their genome, and I, and I know that when it comes to the issue of grays. There is a, a lot of discussion out there because some some speak of these very tall gray, these very small gray, these medium height grays, good grays and bad grays and benevolent grays and evil grays. So I don't know which ones he was involved in, but he's obviously he spoke about these government scientists that were dealing with these uh, children in order to get them started and. Uh, if they, for example, uh, he spoke about how, like, one scientist, he was taken off the project because he, like, kind of lost his patience because the, the children wouldn't understand the specific concept, and they took him out. They didn't kill him. They just took him out of the project because he was uh, uh, impacting their uh, incipient emotional state with negative emotional state because the guy was losing his cool and he was acting impatient and bad manner and that's not the that's not what they wanted these guys to learn you know they need somebody with a, a softer touch to be able to handle but it, it it didn't sound like it was very successful because when they there were members of the 
were sent out into the world and they were still very far from a very good product sort of to say it in a way in a certain way uh there was so much that they, they couldn't get a grasp on there, there were certain things that were just beyond their grasp but they couldn't understand certain concepts that things that you and i consider natural or not to them it was like an alien concept so i don't know where they are but that well, was I, their attempt at my, getting their emotions back i think it comes down to the concept of you know a war against god and artificial life yeah. you know where where does the emotions come from you know do can you can you take love and put it in a bottle Well, you sort of can if the bottle's going. And the, and the thing about it is that if you pay if you pay attention, you read the between the lines of the explanations that Anastasia gives. There is a, a, a lot to be said about um, feeling and thought. In in well, because when she says, when for example, let's say you get a, a telepathic thought about something, a, a piece of information something x i don't know i don't it could be an equation it could be a sentence that means something it's just a thought a simple thought and it has a piece of information and it is valuable it is deep it's significant it's relevant okay but when you get a feeling the way it compares a feeling with a thought is like comparing an entire encyclopedia with a sentence from a book That's how much data can get in, con concentrated inside a feeling. A, a feeling can hold an entire world of knowledge in just a feeling. That's why it's so critical and it's so important. Uh, that's why, you know, when you get communicated a feeling, there's a world of information in that feeling. Is that somebody that, you know, get, you, you're communicating at the, at the level of feeling with an with entity in that, in that instant that you get related field you, you just got a, an entire that like you say the word download which is very apt you just got an entire encyclopedia britannica in that in that feeling because you you could actually spend years you know <laughs> unraveling all the information that you got in that feeling and in fact it comes at a, a very significant time that raru who has been talking well was before he passed for years about this thing that's happening with the humans, you know, in eight, in in 1780, 80 was it, 80, 87, or when uh, Herschel discovered Uranus and humanity started being born with nine centers. Okay, the big, big difference was the solar plexus. It is the only center in all the nine centers that's both a matter, uh, a motor, and a center of awareness because humanity was evolving emotionally. People are beginning to realize their emotional intelligence. We are going beyond the regular intellectual intelligence. That's that's going to be passe at some point. So that's that's why this changeover in five years when the old uh, incarnation cross uh, it gets expired and you're moving into the new one, which is the one called the, uh, the sleeping phoenix. That's, that's the thing that about humanity is it's waking up to its emotional uh, intelligence. 
And a lot of these greys don't have that, not even, not even close. That's why they were so. Well, I don't know. The, you know, the, the, <laughs> the thing of it is here is that he, there's something special about human beings. Otherwise, why are they out to kill us? Why are they out oh, to control us? I mean, that's just. Yeah. We, you don't go to all this extreme unless there's something very important about us. And as they forces down this narrative that they have projected everything is blowing up in their faces because people just are getting more and more aware more and more awake not awoke but awake to what they really are and I don't know the depth of it but I I know that I'm seeing all right I was talking to my yard guy he's uh, Haitian descent been here since he was a young man and just has a uh, he, he's so talking about emotions he's so full of love and he works with animals and plants and he's just I, I love this guy but he also has a ability to understand without very much information being presented a whole complex series of subjects from you know the Supreme Court case I ran that through him in a matter of about seven minutes and he was like oh you know to a deep and being able to feel the energies and we got talking about Christmas and I said you know Killick I said Christmas like last year and the year before that probably the year before that in my mind is full of all this drama you know from the lights it's all this all this commercial drama that was going on but this year it's almost like I'm not seeing any of that but I'm feeling a real powerful spirituality and he totally agreed to, with me he, he explained it slightly different but it was it's like I don't know about the rest of you but I'm feeling a very positive energy flow that is starting to engulf this reality. Does that make sense? I want to ask Mark. Mark, does that is that resonate with you? Yeah, when when you first brought it up, it I made, made me think of like um oh people, you know, the the 3D world of people can't afford presents and inflation and all this, but there is uh a resonance that that's uh, widening, and and um, what do you call it? Well, yeah, like what you're, you're you're explaining that there's a depth that's different. So, it, and, it, and, it, and and it's not mm -hmm. it's not one that's linked to Christianity. It's it's a whole spirituality thing. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. Okay. Let me let me just see what kind of words I get it down here. Okay. So it, it's emerging. It's emerging of the spiritual positions people have taken. You've got somebody who's a Buddhist, somebody who's a, a Catholic, somebody who's Jewish. They all have this understanding of the supreme love which is the source of everything. They, they, they intuitively, interior to their whole beingness, understand that 
no matter what we're seeing, it all started with the energy of life, of love. And as this reality, it's like a the it's like a banana getting peeled, you know. And inside the core of the banana is the true essence of spirituality based on this absolute supreme knowing that in the beginning it was all love and that all of that energy has been thrown out there to just like let's see what happens when we just start creating life what can go wrong what goes right it's all just learning experiencing for the cosmos but it all began with that love essence and if you're a human being who can access that, the emotion, the emotion versus the brain, okay? If you can just open yourself up to that, it's the most, it's what started everything. It's the most creative. And, you know, love has so many different connotations. We've talked about this many times. But it's, it's a knowingness that, all right, let me tell you a quick story. Most of you have probably heard it. I was in church. I was probably in college, and Catholic church, and it was um, packed, so I was standing. But it was also winter, so I did have a coat on. And I began to probably overheat a little bit, but I didn't feel any real discomfort. I mean, I'm just giving you the, you know, what, where I was, just standing, you know, little getting a little warm. But then all of a sudden... I saw nothing. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. And I'm, I'm like, where am I? I mean, I, I, pro I probably said it out loud. Where am I? And I got back the word nowhere. And in that instance of being in nowhere, I realized the awesomeness of life. Because... Whatever changed nowhere took a place where there was no thoughts, no emotions, no, nothing physical, just nowhere, nothing, and made it into this incredible panorama of life in all of its versions. If you can carry that essence of that first big bang from nothing to life everywhere you look. You have to, oh, I don't say you have to, but in my case, I became firmly in a position of knowing, knowingness, that in the beginning it was all love, it was all light, because I saw where it wasn't. You know, where there was nothing. And since then, I've heard of other people who have been there. And they all have the same reaction. When you're there and, oh, it's, it's the strangest thing. Because you're there, but there's nothing. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it's profound, and you'll never forget it. I'm not even sure how we got into this conversation, but that's the way it works. <laughs> Mark. But that was it. That was, that, that was the light. Because light is not the thing that comes out of the bulb when you throw on the switch or when you turn on the the flashlight or the lamp. 
if you look at the uh, Seth material where with this lady, Jane Roberts, I think it is, uh, he clarified that for her, for her, he said, light doesn't travel. Light is. It is the essence of everything that is. It's not shiny. It's not, it doesn't travel from A to B. It, it just is. So everything is light. When it be, when it takes, uh, yes. when you use it to shape things, then it it begin it begins to look like an infinite number of th- different things. Yeah, and I think that this trip that we're taking is one to teach us how to access that energy, to manifest our realities. Why was I told from the beginning of my travels here? What's the first rule? Reality is what you think it is. Now, I've spent. 60 years following that okay reality is what you think it is but how does all this work and all I can tell you is that if you can get into a place where you believe that the divine energy that makes you operate is the light energy of the beginning of everything then you begin to touch on the true powers of what human beings represent and that is what is threatening everybody who doesn't get it or can't get it because they've chosen another path does that make any kind of sense yeah mark what do you got next (laughs) he throws things out there and then we we chat RC yeah, here? we're going through the the Alex Collier um, highlights from his. Uh, yeah, go. Uh, so, let me see. Um, oh, he was saying that, you know, some of us are kind of in in lower fourth, and then we're going to run into the same issues, and and that if we have disagreements, we should we should move on, um, not to get stuck in this this dialectic. He didn't use that word, but that that's the impression I got from him. And that our time and energy are the two true currencies in as far as um, where we're headed. Uh, and he was talking about that reincarnation loop and that uh, after death, I won't be forced anymore to have to constantly come back here. Um, so here, here was the notes I took for our physical bodies are genetic royalty, at least 22 genes of ET races, which makes us... Uh, he said genetic royalty, there's a unique uh, physicality because when you're in um, seventh and tenth dimensional beings dropped into a 3D bo- uh, a body suit, like an avatar body, these things, how does that compress down? And, and some people can't, you know, like like uh, the, the star children and the people coming in over the, the decades, and how is that dimensionality expressed in, 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 in these, in, in physicality? So I thought that was an interesting um, way he was explaining that and and the moving towards uh, further into 4D and how that's expressing itself. Uh, and, and that um, we're starting to see how we're creating our own prisons. Uh, for me, at least locally, so, you know, everybody's talking about the Twitter files and um, the Elon Musk thing. Uh, there was a good, um, uh, what was it, a Patriot Underground um, podcast where they had Kerry Cassidy and Gene Decode in kind of a roundtable. So it was really good because um, I've, I've been subscribing to Gene Decode for a while, and he does acknowledge C60 as being like a, the building block of the universe. 
uh, in one of his membership um, talks. But uh, where was I going with this? I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, let me see. Uh, no, it's pretty heavy stuff about, about about rogue AI and how it's the the that that thing goes from planet to planet to take over, introducing technology. And even Ken Rolla talked about this. Um, how there's a planetary takeover of seducing uh, uh, the civilization with technology. And I know in cosmic reality, you guys talk about that. Um, uh, and that gold has an interdimensionality to it. That's why the Anunnaki were harvesting it. And that, uh, um, at least with Gene Deco, he was talking about using different things like sun gazing and MMS to um, thwart the... the um, now that we're sort of in, in peak flu season, you, you get more of the shedding effects. It's funny because even before the the bioweapon shots, you know, that happened, what was it, late 2020, getting the flu shot, I always knew there was a shedding aspect to it. And like, okay, what do you what do you take for that? And I'm glad that um, <clears throat> we have Shungite to uh, give us the you know the ultimate armor layer, right? Um, I know, Nancy, you, you, you shared that story about uh, your neighbors and how they got the shots and you were kind of cornered and had to go back to your house to to recharge and, and sleep. Um, I think you mentioned that on Saturday's show, if not Cosmic Reality last week. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, one of the more interesting things they mentioned was uh, Project High Jump and, and how Admiral Byrd lost. And so the... Um, negotiations was the notification of you know in the behind the scenes so no and, and we see that in the department compartmentalization and um you know jim mar's book the fourth reich and and just how things are being uncovered um it, it's funny because uh there was a big um what do you call it um comedy show um dave Chappelle and chris rock they're the they're sort of um uh big iconic figures and they were in the chase arena here in SF uh, a couple days ago, I think it was Sunday, um, and and so they brought out Elon Musk, and then he was getting booed by pretty much most of the crowd. I mean, it's SF. What, what, what do you kind of expect? Um, but I just thought it was funny. People can go on Twitter and and, and find that clip. Uh, and Harry Cassie had a good point of of like, um, how much more of this drip effect are are you going to be doing? Because for the people who've been awake for decades, we already know all this, the Twitter files and all that. It's, it's you know, let, let's already get it, get it going already. So it's this balancing act of um, how many more deaths have to happen, you know, for, for, for the, you know, just, just slow walking towards the event. And so that was a good uh, back and forth of that, that um, frustration. Uh, and, and uh, Gene's take on it. Um, well, what, 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 oh. was, what was Gene's take on it? Uh, he agreed, but I mean, he he's so <laughs> far into things. In as far as like, um, he was talking about different parallel Earths and uh, timelines, and so you, people uh, these these creatures like the Nords and the Greys, they're from different timelines coming into this one to mess things around. Uh, Tartari was also a different timeline. I know um, I'm a regular listener of Jared Rand, who 
I think was one of the first people to, to use the term medbed, and now it's celestial chamber. And he has the same thing too, like these kind of timeline wars. And um, Nancy, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Inception, but there's like a timeline wars version of that called Tenet. Uh, I can recommend you that movie if you get ever get around to it. Like, like kind of like how um, Gene Roddenberry, uh, George Lucas, and um, who's the third one? James Cameron. They all cut, all knew something before making their films, those legendary iconic films. So. Um, I think Chris Nolan is of the same, you know, they were given to access to some kind of galactic information to tap into the population's DNA. Um, and that reminds me that the genetic royalty term, um, the people who made the Matrix movie, uh, there's a film called, uh, the, I mean, obviously there's a series of films, V for Vendetta and um, uh, Jupiter Ascending. It explains that whole thing of, of humans being genetic royalty. They even had a scene of the bees um, sort of worshipping this this uh, uh, DNA queen royalty. And, and um, Well, did you ever see that movie? Yeah. With yeah, uh, Myla Kunis, she's the main actress. Yeah, that was so good. So many layers to that. And um, so back to... Uh, oh, this was a good one. Because it was almost a two over a two-hour discussion, so humans are beyond AI, um, and and as far as our our genetic potential, that humans can reach across timelines and pulling from infinity and and working with the God mind. Um, going back to that thing of of rogue AI taking over planets, like instead of AI uh, uh, fighting against humans, what if you worked with them, then that expanded potential could be so much more um but it it seems to act like a like a a a mind virus right um let me see what else uh oh yeah back to the collier thing Uh, creating our own prisons and um oh uh so his take was collier's take was letting the military dealing with these people you know the cabal leftovers well, we should create the world we want. Um, you know, the New Earth discussion we were talking about. Uh, one of the more interesting highlights he was talking about, that, that Islam was a creation of the Vatican, that Muhammad married a nun. Uh, I thought that was interesting. He didn't give the documentation, but he was talking about things that are going to get uncovered. So, um, yeah, I was can about you, uh, an uh, hour. Can, 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 you, can you say that again, please? So, and as far as like uh, the origins of religion, and he and and I forget, but his his main quote was um, Muhammad had married a Catholic nun, and 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 Islam is a creation of the Vatican. I've heard that somewhere before, but it was interesting to hear his his angle from it. Um, yeah, that so that's kind of all I got as far as the highlights from from last week. Um, now this is behind a pay door. These particular. You gotta say five bucks. He has a Brighton page. To me, it's well worth the five dollars. I mean, um, I, I've been subscribing the the past two three weeks because it's it's constantly about where are we at in terms of the disclosure and the fight and military and and what we each need to do uh, spiritually and and to prepare. 
Um, I do have the highlights from the week before. I still need to finish that. Uh, oh, yeah, Israel is the world center for organ trafficking and that the BRICS nations are in control of 65% of the economy um, and that they're 80% of the population. And that uh, if the cabal wanted to destroy the world, they would have done that already. So what's happening with, with this uh, increasing tension is a coming to the light, being awakened of who you are, um, um, and that you're seeing a movie and, and, and the hologram of it. Uh, oh, so uh, the, this was a good part. I've got to rewatch this, where he was saying that those who are being impatient to get over yourself and to become mentally and spiritually prepared, um, <clears throat> that it's also good to have extra physical things uh, prepared, like water, uh, canned can food, um, that uh, we're not, I'm not sure what, what I meant when I wrote this, though. we're not targets, but we'll experience the wrath. Oh, uh, the thing with the, I think, the, the, the economic collapse, the um, destruction of the fiat dollar, that we're not, the BRICS isn't targeting us, but we're going to experience the, um, you know, the effects of it since the U.S. is kind of the focus of the collapse of the dollar. Okay, can you de- delineate what BRICS means? Oh, those, um, Brazil, it's an acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, Iran, China, transitioning, yeah, yeah, South Africa, uh, BRICS nations. And, um, and obviously we know this part of, uh, I'm just reading my highlights, that the shots were used, the, the mRNA shots to alter our, our DNA, that we are genetic royalty so that we become, so that eventually we aren't royalty anymore. And so, and you guys have discussed this before, where it's a separation of a connection to God. I know that, what was this, like spring 2021, Tony Pantaloresco interviewed this nurse from the UK, and she was describing how, the, the the nanobots were were crawling under her skin. That was that was crazy to hear, and that she was being disconnected from her. Uh, I don't know if it was soul or God connection, but just through will force, she was able to reconnect. I thought that was a wild wild interview. Um, and and hearing that, I, I had bought a uh, what do you call those those air filters, like portable air filters to carry around when when the shedding thing was first coming around. You know Pfizer's documents. Um, that's all the highlights I have. I'm I'm sure you guys can comment on those. Yeah, it was it was quite a quite a bunch of, you know, good perspective for New Earth approaching, right? Well, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and it's upon us. I mean, we're involved in it. Um, regarding um, Carrie Cassidy, and she's she's like. Enough people have died. I, I heard her on something else, and she's very like, I'm over this. Oh, she was blogging on Telegram. And I think that what the delay is isn't in waking people up. I think it's to clean up all of the bad, negative people that are actually all through <clears throat> our society, our economy, our culture. They're all over the place. And it's one thing to, you know, be able to stop the continuation because you've taken off the head. But you've got to get down there and get all these people that 
have the potential for going bad again. And I'm not talking about the average person who is just ignorant. I'm sorry, ignorance is a lack of knowledge. And for whatever reason, you chose a lack of knowledge. Okay, those people are different. I'm talking about those people, supposed people, who are so capable of such terrible, 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 terrible things. I just think that those are not human beings as we would define a human being because I don't believe human beings can actually do those horrendous things. So anyway, we're at the top of the hour, so when we get back, we can talk more about that. Um, Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Shanghai Reality Show, December 13th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Mark Joseph. And a bunch of jets just flew over. I guess they're still flying over. So, um, <laughs> it doesn't... I think I should shut the door because it could be some kind of maneuvers they're doing. They were right overhead. A lot of noise. I'll be right back. Mark, why don't you say something? Yeah, so uh, literally mid-December, and um, we're in supposed peak flu season, right? And so one of the things to have on as far as armor layers is, is shungite. And I mentioned uh, last week in the show that um, the, one of the most optimal forms, at least in my opinion, is the cosmic silver shungite that Derek has at mysticalwords.com. And so there, one of those is, is 25 bucks. That's that's like if you want the best but most inexpensive, that's one way to go about it. I recommend putting it in some kind of satchel or pouch because I already lost mine. I had one in the car, brought it in the house, and then I don't know where it is. Yeah, I've lost so many like that. So I'll be buying another one soon. Um, well, I don't know what you recommend as far as – I mean you have your new paradigmtools.net. Um, I always have your resonator in my car whenever I'm out driving, so zero issues at all as far as um, you know any close calls. Because I'm always driving for work, I have to uh, these natural food stores. Uh, I go to my my accounts, um, oh, pretty much almost over two dozen in in uh, deeper state Silicon Valley. Got to drive around here, Oakland, you know, San Francisco, surrounding areas, so. I have that. I finally put Velcro underneath and then put that in the front of uh, the steering wheel and then just it, it's great. So I don't know if you've had testimonies recently or, or uh, anything like that, customer comments. But are, are you like evil Knievel, an offensive driver type? or <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I have my moments. But I'm not taking chances, so I have that on on there 24/7. Yeah, uh, it, finally it, it doesn't. When, when I'm, you know, used to like go back and forth in the, what do you call it, in, in front of the steering wheel. Uh, so now that it's in place, you know, it's it's out of sight, but right in front where the sun can hit it, you know. Um, oh. So are you, yeah, do no. Do you have issues with? Is uh, are you like in Florida? I mean, when when you get sun, it's like like a Bake your brains kind of sun <laughs> because I, I had that with that lady who bought uh, the car resonator and she lives in Florida oh. and she found that it, it's so the heat is so intense that uh, it, it actually undid the uh, the adhesive on the velcro pads mm. so she found that uh, <clears throat> one of the compartments on the glove comp- not the glove compartment about the, the front uh, dashboard you know there are these compartments in uh, further down and and uh, she was able to put the resonator there and it, and it's fit perfectly so i i guess, i don't know what the your son issues are like okay um, let, let, let me let me let me ask you guys okay because for years we've been telling people to put magnets shungite magnets on the cars okay and i've had shungite magnet on the cars and this car that was built in 2012, so it's 20 years old, I just brought it into the dealer. And, yeah, they did 
you know, $3,000 worth of work on it, but like the head gasket and stuff like that, you know. But the guy that that was the, oversaw the whole thing, he said, this is a great car, but it's had Shungite magnets on it for, you know, since 2014. <laughs> so my question here is, what does the re the auto resonator give you that the magnets do, do not? It creates your space into a fractal space. It's like you're driving inside a forest. Okay, so it's not it's not the mechanical concept of the magnet and the shungite and organ going through the frame of the car, making all of the mechanical electronics of the car to work better and to save gas and to have everything's pure so there's less buildup of crap in, in your engine because everything's burning cleaner um, that's what the magnet gives but when you're talking about when the, with this resonator is that when you put it in the car you're actually the whole environment of the car begins to go into a different well, form of energy you're getting everything that you described of the magnet plus because remember, the resonator has three types of magnets inside, so it does have magnets. But you're also the the space itself, your space inside the vehicle. It's you're no longer in, the, in that constricted uh, Faraday cage type of space. Now your your private space, your own. It's like you're driving. In, let's put it this way: Imagine that you got your a domain in wheels. Your space is now fractal space. It's the closest thing to being in nature. So you're like driving inside your own little private forest. That's that's what's different. Well, and uh, I'm uh, sure. And I'm sure if Mark tries sitting in another vehicle, maybe a vehicle that has Shanghai stickers or Shanghai magnets, he would be able to tell the difference between his car and another car. Mark, does this sound right? What Walt's telling us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, it's just like the thing with you were talking about earlier with with the hol the holidays this year different from the other years. That there's more of uh, more depth to um, the experience, and um, there's a thickness there that that's that's different and almost palpable. No, does it uh, because does like. Because before, <clears throat> when I mentioned that, I posted in the group about uh, uh, there was this like a near accident or some this crazy man in SF driving around. I had two, three of the uh, S4 magnets around me, but but the the uh, resonator was like off, fell off from from in front of the steering wheel, you know, and off to the side passenger seat. Um, so <laughs> that. One experience that's like half a minute proved to me it's like okay this thing's got to be out twenty four seven, um, you know exposed to the sky. So that did it for me. Okay, so you it doesn't work at night. Um, of it works. No, it does. It does. But what <laughs> happened was I didn't have the Velcro on, so as I was making turns, it would like because it's in front of the steering wheel, like moving back and forth, you know, like sliding. So it slid off of that area and then off to the side of the passenger seat hidden. So as soon as that happened, you know, things weren't right <laughs> around where I was. Driving. Well, what's happening, it's, it's not an issue of, the, of being exposed or not, but it's also an issue of now you're changing the angle of the toroidal field. Yeah. Because the toroidal field 
follows the body, the shape of the body. So when it's sitting properly, it's all around you. It's like a flat, like you're driving around inside a flying saucer. But once it fell sideways, now the toroidal field is it's it's on its side. So it's like your flying saucer is not it's sitting on edge. <laughs> so he would have so, had to have laid down on the seat to be able to get back into the field. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Um, all right, did you want to say something else, Mark? No, we could go into other stuff. No, 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 because I have a question regarding it. Um, do you feel that when you're in the toroidal field, well, when you're in the, the resonator car, let's say, do you feel like you have more focus, more awareness, more ability to project a no problem, no drama situation? Yeah, it's definitely, um, <clears throat> yeah, all, all, all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not hyper-focused or over-concentrating. The, the, there's more of a cushioning to to the space and um, surety, uh, confidence. Okay, do you, do you feel that time has been altered slightly? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's almost like <clears throat> your perception of... What's about to happen is, let's say, more in your face than you would normally think. And so you don't have to do anything or worry about anything unless you get, it gets your attention. So that's why you, you're feeling, you know, comfortable, secure, riding down the road. And then all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, you know, and you kind of like, that's why I was asking about your focus and stuff. Would that be accurate? Yeah, because... Um for my work, I'm always passing through Oakland and Berkeley uh, almost every day, and then I have to go to cross the bridge into San Francisco uh, at least three times a month. Um, it's starting to be like four. So, um, yeah, because I know uh, before I would I would have more tension or uh, yeah unnecessary like counterproductivity, and then just with that thing on, you know, like. Uh, it's almost like a <clears throat> a masked head or like a hood 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 ornament, but it, it's got a more pronounced pronouncement to it. So so going over the Bay Bridge, the Oakland Bridge into SF, it's just yeah. You, I mean, it, it's almost like I don't want to say levitating, but it's a smoother uh, transition going into you know that. <laughs> Is the Salesforce Tower, which Gateway Pundit showed a picture of them using the Eye of Sauron. Uh, as, I don't know if it was a goof or what. They usually show like little holograms or it's like a big TV, I suppose, at the capstone of the Salesforce Tower. But um, that's the first big thing that you see, you know, going going into SF. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very helpful, the uh, the resonator. So still zero issues. Well, you know, you, 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 you mentioned helmet, made me think of, of caps. I got to tell you guys that at Mystical Wares, they sell these little button things, you know, that you can pin on. They're pins. I wouldn't call them buttons, pins, but they're round circular things. And they've popped out the, the pin and put um, shungite rubber, silver shungite rubber, inside of it. So you've got this silver shungite rubber in this metal frame thing. Well, I got to tell you, if you haven't done it yet, you ought to get one and put it in any hat you have. It is an, it's really, really, really nice. And 
It's very inexpensive. And your kids might wear it. Because I, and it was, you know, when you when I was telling you about, I was kind of getting a download about what you were feeling in the car. I was like, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. It's like if you could take that auto resonator and like put it under your cap, <laughs> you know, you you could walk around with it. Well, the button thing does something similar, in my opinion. So I highly recommend that you take a look at those. I think it's uh, Shanghai pins, or I don't even know what they would be calling it. But um, anyway. yeah, there's a series of them, right, with different um, images. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you get five in yeah, a that's package. Good for kids. Yeah. Package of five. Put on backpacks or like uh, somebody's winter sweater, what have you. Yeah, going into the holidays in, in, in what a couple of weeks. It, it's Stock, good to have those. A, so, what do they call it? A sock stuffer. Stocking stuffer, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> stocking. Yeah, it, yeah. I still, I still default to the S4 powder. Uh, like if you're going to an event, um, relatives, friends, whatever, like that's a good way to to shung at everybody. Just, um, I mean, nobody cares about. It's not like it's an invasive where un, under the shoe, you know, people have, have dirt or whatever. You could just just smear a little S4 powder there, and then they're good to go. Even if that if, if the shoe gets into water, I mean the powder integrates itself into the shoe anyway, right? Yep. Yeah, that's one way. And then as for magnet on the dinner table, or people sit down for hours watching TV, video games, whatever. I mean, there's actually a good um because I listen to Tony Pantelaresco pretty. I mean, once a week or something. But he's been in contact with this guy on BitChute, like Fire Medic Eight, something like that. And and he's been really good with the meter as far as it's unbelievable just how much um, EMF is, is, is projecting out of just the sim- almost anything, like tech-wise, remote control, really bad EMFs. Like the meter was just going off. Baby monitor, another one. Um, even because Tony was talking about he had this landline next to him. I don't know if it was a, a phone or something, but some kind of landline thing for four months. And then he put the meter next to it. It was going crazy. So, uh, Fire Medic on BitChute, Fire Medic 8, has some good uh, material as far as, um, yeah, uh, it's like a microwave weapon, you know, on, on babies and children, these baby monitors, and just how much the remote control projects. So, again, just as for powder, well, the, give it your, a shot. What you're saying is like uh, the thing that I was saying to Nancy, that's, that's why I love my 23-year-old car, because cars nowadays... It's like you're driving around a, a microwave oven. I mean, there's so much EMF because of GPS and the built-in cell phone system. And there's so much electronics is you might as well be a, walk, driving around a, 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 an electronics laboratory. Well, so, well <laughs> in that $3,000 bill, I made them take off all the security on the, on the car. Strip oh. it strip it they had a bitch of a time getting it off because there were two sets there was what Mm. was put on in the manufacturing and then the dealer put a second one on and they stripped it all out and when i drove that car it was like oh my god i got an old car oh it feels so good because it was nothing (laughs) you know my battery doesn't drain anymore it's like oh my god i've died and gone to heaven car heaven 
Nobody can take over and remote control your car anymore. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. They can't lock me in. They can't lock me out. There's no locks. <laughs> I mean, you can key lock it, but there's nothing. There's nothing electronic anymore on the security system. I figured any. Yeah, that's always been a concern of mine. Like yeah. uh, the Vault Seven. Uh, well, I don't know if it was WikiLeaks, but they, they were. Ta- this was years ago. Vault Seven uh, leak of of CIA other intel agencies being able to remote control your car. I mean, we already knew that like, Michael Hastings was one of the people that happened who was exposing um, child trafficking so many years ago. Um, like, if we were in the Cabal timeline, yeah, <laughs> how many people would be gone? through the, the, the uh, remote control or satellite uh, car hijacking like that. Yeah, but that's too obvious. See, they got to sneak kill us. <laughs> they, yeah, they, yeah. Why? Um, because there's if you saw all of a sudden all these cars started crashing, everybody go, what the heck? I mean, you wake up like, you know, somebody threw water while you were sleeping. What the heck? You know, they wanted well, people it, to be it, ignorant, and so they could put this stuff in that can kill them one person at a time or a whole well, community. Do you remember how many years ago was that? I think I was still in New York when it was, uh, was uh, I think, one of the Toyota models. They had an issue where it would accelerate for no reason at all. No, even when you try to hit the brakes, it would just keep on accelerating, and, and a number of people died. Remember that one? Oh, I do remember that. Yep. That was a bit suspicious because it it wasn't one or two cases; it were several cases. And they were only Toyotas, and it was all over. It wasn't like one area or another. It was all mm-hmm. over. It was it was uh, really strange, but it was a tri- trial run. Well, they it say that, it, it, you know, it could have been some glitchy thing with the accelerator. I don't think it was a test run, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little early in the game for that. They had a lot of things to set into motion. So, well, yeah, other ideas for um, uh, holiday get-togethers and around friends is always have the S4 magnet on you so you're at a friend's place. Just stick that on their stove. Um, microwave, obviously the fridge, but like things are, you know, you're you're in this uh, microwave weaponry environment, right? And, and and the S4 can easily biocompatibilize that. If you you know you don't you don't have to tell people, hey, I'm going to put this magnet on here, you know, and tell them anything. Just you know, I'm just gifting you this magnet. I liked it. It's, you know, something I thought about you and, you know, and then um, say, but I got to tell you, ever since I put that sucker on my refrigerator, I had to be careful I didn't freeze my vegetables. You don't have to tell them why. You can just say, you know, this happened to me. All right. Because it's, as soon as you get it on, and I always go with the refrigerator first because it's a thing that's always on and it's big. And it's got a lot of electricity coming into it. Because remember, what we're talking energies. So you put that little magnet on there and you set up a, a field of energy that's moving. But the, that energy also is, is married up with and, and, and works with the electricity coming into the machine and organ. Because organ sort of like is attracted to what's happening with the refrigerator so you got more organ running through it 
and it it beams out it beams out way beyond the kitchen so you know if you if you can gift them and um you know then three months later you you talk to them and you say hey you know for some reason and i found out that they say that yeah this little strange magnet can actually save you money on your electric bill and i've noticed that i've got a savings on my electric bill have you seen your electric bill drop down don't try to tell people you know what you're thinking tell them what you're observing because that's how we started out with this entire shungite adventure we're on is that we had people who would go to the website and say oh i, I noticed this happened and, and somebody else would say you know the same thing happened to me and that's i mean in the book shungite reality 66 pages are dedicated to those comments we got in the beginning because they then led us into asking the questions that gave us more information about Shanghai. So um, I find that it's much, much more effective to get somebody to at least engage in it by not telling them it's a voodoo thing. They'll get it in their head. They'll say, oh, my God. One time I had this woman... Who sent back the? It's the only time anybody sent back shungite to me. They sent back the shungite because they had showed it to some voodoo psychics or something, who said there was some kind of a shami or sami or something behind it, and it was evil. <laughs> you know, and she, she actually sent all this shungite back, and she made her daughter in Germany send it back, and I felt so bad because I knew that I could. I knew this daughter didn't believe any of that, didn't want to, but it was her mother had given it to her. She did it. So I've still got the unopened envelope. I never opened it up because I said, this is this lady's. I just happen to have possession of it. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how we got here. I'm always like that. We just kind of ramble. That's who we are. <laughs> We're just people getting together, talking about stuff. For the holidays, um, yeah, try to try to gift them a refrigerator magnet. And if it, because that was what sold my aunt, I knew she wouldn't understand a damn thing I said about Shungite. She was like ninety at the time, and I just sent her this. I had a special made. Walt made it for me, and I sent it to her. It was a dolphin, and it had three magnets in it. Um, to put on a refrigerator and she's the first person t that said to me I ever since I put that on the refrigerator I have been saving electricity and I said to her well, do you have any idea of what percentage and she said wait a minute because she was blind and she had to remember all of her her bills and she could go back months with her bills in her mind because she was blind I was I was like whoa <laughs> you know and she said it's about a third of a savings, which we, you know, we talked about last last week was, you know, something that we understood about uh, just the mechanics of what Shungite does to a motor, and in this case, the motor's in the refrigerator. So, um, yeah, just those type of things, Mark. And the kids with the buttons, get them little Shungite. You know, uh, the the I've got one that's a rose. I've got another one that's a bear. And, you know, there's all sorts of versions that they sell of little Shungite totems. I call them totems. <laughs> um, 
so there's a lot of ways of gifting it. And then hopefully they'll become interested in it because if you can see something's working. Like one of the best sales for um, for the uh, for the Shungite was with the dog water because I started noticing, but other people did too, that the biofilm, I learned that it was biofilm, that makes the water bowl particularly um, feel like it's got grease on it or, you know, oil. And I would have to actually spray it with white vinegar to break it to, so it felt clean to me. Well, once I put the sh three shungite nuggets in it, I never had that problem again. Never. And so, you know, you see something like that and you go, whoa, uh, it seems to work. Because a lot of people aren't energy sensitive, but they can certainly feel something that's biofilm on the water bowl for the dog. <laughs> Okay, what else? Any comments? Yeah, uh, and any additional um, advice for uh, peak, the, the peak flu season uh, thing? Um, Stay away you know from your pigs. <laughs> go, go ahead, Walt. No, it's like, you said, you said peak flu season? Peak, yeah. Peak. Oh, Oh, peak. Okay, sorry. I thought you were, it was another another illness uh, being broadcasted. Pig flu. I thought mm, that's kind sure. of <laughs> sorry. Very... I apologize. I take back whatever I said. <laughs> no, I just, I just need to be more. I think pronounced. you should hide under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, you know, it's like reality is what you think it is. If you walk out the door and you're thinking you're under attack by all these germs and everything, well, you're going to be under attack by all those germs and things. If you walk out of the, the house and you say, I'm perfectly protected, I'm not going to get sick, Don't. I'm not even going to worry about it, I'm just going to go out and do God's work, the source's work, I'm going to be a good person and you know, not get into any of this drama stuff, you're not going to get sick. Now, I, I wouldn't be so certain of saying that. If I was saying that, let's say, four or five years ago. But now I know that the manifestation qualities of where we're at right now, you, know, you, you feel it as time seems to have increased. Well, time is a relationship of place and space. We're the space, and we're moving place to place. So when you're in a situation where... It's a relationship of place and space. And space is stable, then time feels stable. But if you're in a place where the space is changing every parcel of a second we're changing, then time is going to accelerate because the relationship of place and space is changing. It's just relationships. And what I'm feeling is that where we are becoming in the space of ourselves is something different. We're changing. Um, can I prove it empirically? No, probably not. But I can feel it. And it, I feel like I feel like the energies that I'm in now are much more grounding. It's like I'm getting my footing. 
You know, it's like I got up on the getting the horse's saddle. And when you first start out, you got to feel the horse. Every horse has their own little gait, their own little thing, you know. And you just take a few steps, and if you're, if you're a good, competent rider, you begin to adjust your movement to what the horse is doing, and you become one, a horse rider. And so that's where we're at. But you've got to participate. Well, but you just said some. You just said something very significant when you said, "Can I prove it empirically?" Well, that's something that has to go away. This business of uh, that's an industry standard of, uh, like I, I've, I've said it before, it used to drive me insane when I used to work in the in the industry as an electronic technician. Is that the concept of repeatability? in order to prove if something was worthwhile or if it was being done correctly or something, you had to prove repeatability. And you carry how you do that when things are constantly changing. Everything is constantly changing. The, the repeatability is just a pipe dream. It's something that they use to justify expenditure and to control money. But there's no such thing as repeatability. Because it, the, where okay, where's the repeatability in nature? Well, yes, it is repeatable that uh, plants and flowers and trees, you know, everything blooms within a certain period. Yeah, but not exactly, not at the very same exact moment, the same exact second. Because that's the way the industry wants it, the things to be repeated exactly. So that's something that's going away. We 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 cannot. Uh, we cannot continue following the rules of the old reality if we want to make a new reality for ourselves. We can't. Because the old reality didn't make any sense. What what they expected, you know, the rules that they wanted reality to ascribe to, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't work. They, 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 the same thing. We they wanted everybody to think the same and believe the same. And it's like uh, hello, all our Fingerprints are different, so there's no way that I can think and feel the same as everybody else. It's, imp it's impossible. So th that was really very, a uh, very significant thing where you say, oh, I can't empirically prove it. Congratulations that you can't empirically prove it. <laughs> it well, you know, right it, <laughs> it, it, goes, it goes back to the Garden of Eden, okay? Because we're in a game, you know, so the game gets set up. And you got Adam and Eve, and you got this tree of knowledge. And God says, don't take from the tree of knowledge. Do not take from the tree of knowledge. And then the serpent, whatever the serpent is or was, uh, convinces that, uh, Eve that she should take of the tree of knowledge. And the way that it was stated was, if you take from the tree of knowledge, you will know the difference between good and evil, and therefore be like gods. You know, and... Do I believe in the Bible? I believe there are things in the Bible that are true. You know, not all of it, but there are things. And this, I felt, was, was a clear representation of the mission. So God comes along, takes one look at him, knows what happened, and said, All right, now because you have taken from the tree of knowledge, you're going to go out and you're going to take from the tree of life. Adios, out of the Garden of Eden. And so you go and... We go through this whole storyline of 
good and evil and bad people, good people fighting, carrying on, loving, making babies. I mean, the whole the whole scenario. And let's assume like the, the, there's certain the the, the, the storyline in in the Bible is actually from the, from the concept of the God Creator. Okay, and you get this thing, and it says, you know, go go to the tree of life. Go 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 figure it out. Right. Well. I was taught that the key to writing, good writing, is you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them it, and then you tell them what you told them. And so I figured, well, if God is as least a good, as good a writer as I am, they, then that's the formula. So I really studied what, what, what I was seeing. And again, there's 700 different Bibles out there. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they all say about this particular uh, information that I'm getting, but I'm getting it from the uh, King George, King James uh, version of it, which is what my guides put in front of me. So I'm going with whatever the guides put in front of me. Okay, now the purpose is find out what the whole, what's the, what's the message here? What's the secret? Okay, so get out there and live the tree of life. Okay, well, at the very last part of the Bible, the St. James, is the book of Revelations. And you have a situation where they're telling, uh, it's, it's in the last paragraph of the version that I had, the Mandela Effect took that out, I'll say that. But the one I had, and you have a, a, a segment there, and, the, and they say, no, don't reach around for your brother. Don't reach back for the dirty person or the evil. Don't, don't try to save those people. You just be concerned about yourself. Okay, That's, that sets it up. And then there's a statement that, you know, like I said, oh, very, very interesting. Because the last statement in this version of, Saint, of the King, George, King James version of the Bible that I was reading back in the, probably the 80s, it was the 80s, um, said, and anyone who attempts to take away a word of this prophecy will be written out of the book of life. All right, so I was like, okay, so what's this messaging? What they had set up was they're saying to people, look it, don't turn around, don't, 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 okay? And my attitude was, I couldn't go to the new Jerusalem that's being promised that there's going to be this new wonderful place you're going to go to at the end of this you know, experiment, and if, but you, you can't reach back, because if you reach back, you'll be written out of the book of life, and I thought to myself, you know, the book of life has been not the best trip at all, and I cannot go into eternity happy and joyful if I've not attempted to save everybody. If I know the secret and I keep it and I don't tell anybody, it's going to be hell for me in the future because I, I didn't tell anybody. And to be written out of the book of life is not a threat to me because I was in the Garden of Eden when you told me it's to eat from the tree of life. <laughs> you know? And why? All because we needed this knowledge, the difference between good and evil. And what has knowledge given us? It's given us the technology where AI can take over everything, where they can control us through the 5G and all the electromagnetic crap around us, you know. But 
That's evil. So what is good? Good is the fact that we've got a creator consciousness called Gaia that reached out to the universe, that then had the Shungite here that was the key to the creation of this galaxy, probably universe, and we could access it as divinely inspired creations of the creator God for life. Is it just Gaia? Is it a next God up as Matthew Ward? And if you want an interesting kind of like, if you like this kind of talk, go see Say What from uh, Saturday. It's in the archives. If, 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 you, if you think that there is an intermediary God, that you got the source energy, then you got this gods, and then you've got creator gods for the planets, and you've got all of these layers of creative forces, which I have to tell you that seems to be the answer to what I'm seeing and I don't that it just seems to be setting itself up that way and I'm talking from you know decades of experience looking at this because I love this kind of thing you know who are we where do we come from what the hell are we doing <laughs> you know I'm not concerned about how much money I'll make or will I be famous or that, 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 that. I mean the important things are that right where am I where did I come from? What the hell am I doing? So, anyway, a little preaching here. We do preach here. Either of you want to comment? No? Are you here? Am I talking? I was going to let Walt sit. I was muted. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, are you going <laughs> to <All> say... Right. <laughs> This, you know, we don't have to. We can go on to another subject. You want to go to another subject? No, it it just goes back to um, what I was sharing with the highlights of the 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 Gene and 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 Carrie and and um, Alex Collier highlights of of um, being seduced by technology. I mean, especially nowadays with you know being so cold outside everybody's always inside and you got all of these EMF things and we got this different screens and artificial lighting uh you know so that Shungai chose like okay how how best do we not just do the biohacking but connect internally uh the, the god and kingdom within right um, as opposed to just being um you know having the, these technologies that seduce us so well, one of the first things that people would say when we were gotten into the Shungite was that they felt like they had had brain fog and didn't realize it. And that was, that was causing, uh, let's say, it was causing people to go through a look at life and going like, wait a minute, something has changed. And it caused what we called the Shungite smackdown because a wife would get involved in Shungite, her brain would unfog and she began to begin to see the truth of her reality, the drama. What's all the drama about? And then all of a sudden, they don't like their husband anymore because they can see that they've been manipulated by him. So... And this was this was really something that that occurred on a remember when we started out nobody knew what to expect at all. And, you know, it was hundreds of people got involved in it, you know, because it was this unknown thing and 
that I mean the the concept of the Shungite Smackdown became very very uh, we knew about it but I've noticed that since 2014 when we started out and because now Shungite is all over the world there's even three pieces of it in Antarctica you can look at the Shungite map I think there's a link below in the comments on the video I mean in the description on the video um, so Shungite is all around. We've got the Shungite weave out there. So a lot of people, without ever knowing about Shungite, have been somehow influenced by it. And I think a lot of the brain fog that disappeared is not just people waking up. I do believe that it's because of the Shungite grid. I mean, when I got involved in this, I said to Gaia, what am I supposed to do with this stuff? And she said, get it to the masses. You know, and I actually questioned the word masses. What do you mean by masses? And she said, what do you think when you hear the word? I said, massive. And she said, that's right. It's a massive power base. If you can get them Shungite beings, as uh, um, Andrew Bartzis talks about, the Shungite being, he's the galactic historian. When he read Shungite and he went into download mode, um, it, was, it was amazing. And when I had... When Walt was, Walt asked me if he could approach my guides, this is when he was doing shamanic turning, and ask them, you know, about Shungite. I said, yes, but only Shungite. I don't want you, you don't ask about me, just Shungite. And he came back with a phrase, and it was like, Shungite is a, inf what would it, what, uh, how does that go, Walt? Infinite. Is infinite power in, in, in a, a finite, finite object. Right. And then when Andrew was doing the reading, he reversed it. He said it was uh, infinite power in a finite object. But the, it was the same phrase, just reversed. So when I heard Andrew say that, I said, oh, okay, so that's that's the definition of Shungite. Well, so, one thing is that, that this is this is so critical. Without, we, we cannot, I don't know, we can't uh, say this often enough, but without Shungite coming into this reality, we never stood a chance against the Cabal. They were so thorough. The, their energies were so embedded into everything. Unless you change the energy base of the reality itself, the chances of getting out from under were nil. It was impossible because they were so thorough in, 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 in corrupting every form of energy there is. I mean, look, look at the spin. Look at electricity. Where is electricity? Everywhere. How is the energy and the electricity? Negative because it's counter, the, 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 all the spin is counterclockwise. What is the energy in natural gas? Counterclockwise. The energy in... Uh, piped water counterclockwise. So the entire energy base of the reality was so completely taken over by them, it was impossible to get out from under. That's that's why it was so critical to ch change the energy. Then you have a chance of changing the reality. Otherwise, forget about it. That's, you, that's why they, they sent you the Shungite, no questions asked. Well, you know, the first my first radio show on radio... On, on the 5G 
Network and the Dangers was back in 2014. I came across it when I was going through the Chronicles. So, I and I had been aware of it since the 70s when somebody showed me what the future was going to be. And I was like, uh, not in my reality. <laughs> I'm going to change this. And I, I worked so hard for so long and got absolutely nowhere. And by 2014, yes, now the 5G thing there, and I'm going like, Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, I guess I, nobody knows about this except me because I was told about it, you know, some decades before. I said, I better start talking about this. And so that's what prompted that particular show. But again, nowhere, nothing. And I kind of threw my hands up and then <laughs> Shungai comes into the picture. And, and, and I tell this story all the time. I was doing something else. I was actually studying. Uh, I was trying to find out all I could about a um, uh, an EMF, a, a pulsing EMF, because the, supposedly you could have a, a, a suitcase and you could put out a pulse that would destroy all the electronics in a huge area. Uh, so I was looking at what the Russians were doing, and while I'm studying what they're doing to protect their equipment against EMF, it says they've got this stuff called Shungite. And I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. And so that's how I, I started learning about Shungite. But as soon as I I was studying that, the Facebook starts, look at the synchronicity. The Facebook starts ding, 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 ding. And I go, what, what's, what's happening? So I go over this group, really good group, big group, huge group, Bill Brockbreder group type of thing. And... Um, they're all talking about the EMF and how it's so dangerous and how what are they going to do and blah, 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 blah. so I um, I said guy give me something that I can give them and within minutes I find this Shungite link you know from the Russians working against an EMF pulse so I said all right and I go back to the group and I said get Shungite because by then I was over it I was totally over it get Shungite so then the next day, ding, 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 ding. I go back there, and they had actually followed what I said, get Shungite. They started doing research. They couldn't figure out how to get it or what it was. So that's when I turned my attention to it. It's like, okay, let me just see what this stuff is. And while I'm kind of looking at it from that standpoint, and honestly I was not being compelled to, to get into it, Lee Brown, Reverend Lee Brown, comes and visits me. The day before she had gotten on the plane to fly down here, she got an order from a uh, gem store that had this new stuff called Shungite. And she, <laughs> she's got Shungite with her, right? This very stuff I'm, nobody else can get a hold of and they're trying to find and I just found out about it. And this all happened in April of, of 2014. So... The next thing that happens is that she is a psychic radio uh, telephone person. So she needs to get the Wi-Fi. I don't have Wi-Fi in my house. She needs to get the Wi-Fi up and running. So she starts to do this, turns it on, and I went, no, 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 no. I can't take that energy. You've got to shut it off. Oh, my God, that's terrible energy. 
and she she looked at me and she looked at her hand and she took off her ring and put it on the antenna of the Wi-Fi device and all of a sudden it reversed and I was like what'd you just do I got this stuff called shungite I I went oh my god <laughs> this is you can't make this stuff up right and that's what started the shungite trail but I will point something else out if all of this stuff of uh, what I'm telling you about the mystical God-given energies associated with Shungite. If it wasn't so magical, how come we got so far and we're still going? That, and why did that blue plasma ball filmed, filmed coming in through the atmosphere and then explode directly over the Shungite field? Why? How could that be? What's behind that? And that you've got for the last hundred years this prophecy from the Hopis talking about the blue star Kachina and what does it represent? It's the, it's the end of the old age and the beginning of the new. Okay? That all happened in February 21st, 2020. Ten days later they began to start locking down the world. I don't know how much more obvious this scenario can be. Throwing it back to you guys. <laughs> God, I mean, come on, guys. Don't you have anything to say? Am I talking to myself? What? what? No, the mute button. Just, the mute button. <laughs> well, that's that's the uh, the that's the very fabric of this of this war it's on the energy plane it's a war and it, and it, it plays out on an energy people are so focused on on the material they, they don't forget it's it's an energy war from the from the get-go that it's a war on consciousness okay so you got to think in terms of energy because material is you're not going to get that far in material you now you play with the energy now that not 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 you got a fighting chance because that's where things are happening. That's creation is a, how many how many times do I need to repeat it? Creation is from the top down. So before anything material, everything is energy, and the, the, everyone is so obsessed and so concerned and so paranoid about AI this and AI that. Okay, we're we're looking at creation from from the bottom up that's why it's so limited if it's effective of doing anything is filling you with fear because the power of the ai to control you or to take over your life or anything comes from you from your fear you give it what it needs to control you you want uh, AI to control your life, your existence, your reality. Well, you're giving it, <laughs> you're you're giving it carte blanche. Here, here's my energy. Here's my conscience. I think, go ahead, control me, rule me, do whatever you want with me. That's that's what you're doing. It's your consent. But what people don't realize how you know the, the, this whole concept of uh, contracts and and consent is it should be. The first thing they teach they teach kids forget about the ABCs or the one two three teach them about life contracts because it's that's what 
you're going to go through life making and breaking contracts and agreements. And your reality is going to work or not based on that. For all those, for all those years that we went, I mean, that's how the, uh, one of the discussions that I had with, that we had with my mother is like, uh, so many years thinking that we were uh, victims because of this, because of that. And we were the ones giving consent to the people making victims out of us because we were we were giving consent to their rules, their controls, their, oh, we would think they're so powerful and, and so completely that we, they're so thorough and everything they do is like, no, no, they don't. It's us. And in fact... I think I have. To, I forgot to. I have to say thank you to uh, Mark for uh, co connecting me with that book, The Wall of Light. There are so many insights uh, that he, that this gentleman, received from the people from Venus on this on on consciousness and manifestation. Is like wow, this is like so super useful. I, I've tried some of the practices, and it's like wow, this is. Fantastic. It's like the the business of uh, in human design when you have the open head center, you know, you get to you, all your thinking is coming from the collective because it's a constant stream of thought energy. Well, the way they explain the, the thing with uh, Tesla, you can actually control that stream. They actually tell you and explain to you how they, they tell you how he did it and then they tell you what about it and you can well no I don't have to be subjected to the to the collective thinking because I can I can shape it I can either turn it on or mold it to what I want I didn't know that was possible I thought that I was always going to be at the mercy of the human collective thinking stream uh, you can pay attention to it or not but it's always there well no it, you don't have to be subject to it because it is perfectly controllable. It's a two-way it's a two-way screen. There's your part and then there's the other part. And it's like, wow. So thank you very much for that book. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really it's worth reading. And, more and than give once. give the title and, and how they can get it. Oh the uh, sorry, I don't have it in the room. It's uh <clears throat> the it's Nikola Tesla and the X twelve spaceship. The Wall of Light, and the name, uh, the, hold on, let me, it's in the sitting in the other one, hold on. Don't go, don't go, don't go, don't, we don't have time, we don't have time, we're only, we're going into the last two minutes here. Um, anyway, it's, it, it's on the promo from last week, <laughs> because we talked about it a little, well, a little bit more, very interesting. Okay, coming up tonight is Cosmic Reality, the radio show. It's at uh, 6 to 8 uh, Eastern Time. I, I, I thought I recognized the picture, and I, and, I, and I did a research, and yes, the picture that I thought. The title of the book is The Wall of Light, Nikola Tesla, and the X-12 Spaceship, and the author is Arthur Matthews. And I thought I recognized the picture on the book, but it looked a little bit distorted, and I, I did a research, and I found it. The picture, unfortunately, is taken from a 1960s film of Doctor Who and the Daleks. So <laughs> <laughs> is the spaceship used by the Daleks. Somebody, they, they okay. No, no, we don't, image. we don't, we don't have time. You got to say good night okay. or goodbye. Good night, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, appreciate Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you being here. 
Be safe, everybody. We'll see you. And tomorrow we've got Radio 5G. It's a good one. It's on the Supreme Court case. Be safe, everybody. Whoops, I hit the wrong one. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.